Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Good morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time of day it is where you're at. Welcome to Collider Dailies. I'm John Algetz, and I'm joined by Maggie. Maggie, <laughs> just seeing you like drinking something as we're sitting here, I'm like, well, you know, apparently it's happy hour where Maggie is. I wish. Uh, <laughs> I wish it was. I wish it was Margaritaville time, uh, but in reality, it's just a little Lacroix. It's just a Lacroix. Well, you're just you're just so just you're so flowery today that i was just like oh she's she's getting ready for her time and for her time at megacon i am indeed i am getting into the florida state of mind which really is a, a very interesting state of mind to be in but yes i am flying down to orlando on wednesday to uh moderate a bunch of really cool panels at uh megacon so if you're going to be there be sure to come by and say hello you know, normally we wait until the end of the show to talk about the kind of thing. But since we already brought it up, do you want to talk about like what uh, panels you're going to be moderating? Like what you're going to yes. be doing? So I have Giancarlo Esposito. I have uh, Robbie and Stephen Amell. I have, oh gosh, Neil Newbon. I have a women in sci-fi panel, which I'm really excited for. That features Alex Kingston, Michelle Hurd, and Felicia Day. Um, I have Paul Bettany, like there's just, there's so much cool stuff. And then Arzu is also going as well. And she has a bunch of really cool panels. So be sure to check out our socials later today. Cause we have little fun graphics that are coming up soon that we will be sharing. So be sure to check that out. So yeah, if you're going to be at Megacon this weekend, just go ahead and, you know, go and go and say hello to Maggie. If you see her and go and check out her panels and all that sort of fun stuff today on the show, though, we've got quite, quite the, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a lighter show, but I think it's going to be a good one. Uh, we're going to be taking a look at the box office numbers from this last weekend. We're going to be talking about despicable me for, but first we're going to start our show off by talking about something that I am very excited about. Uh, I'm not sure Maggie, if you share my enthusiasm, but <laughs> I am 
like here's the thing you get to fanboy out so much on this show talking about like star wars and girl thank you very much okay yeah oh yeah you're right fangirling sorry didn't mean to misgender you there (laughs) uh i get to fanboy about something and that is aliens my favorite film of all time would you say like bursting out of your chest You really, you really were signing up for this just to be the, just to be funny for this episode. Just the gigs and shiz. <laughs> yeah, all right, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so we got word over the weekend that Alien will be getting a, that Aliens specifically will be getting the what if treatment from Marvel. Uh, and we will be getting a story, a five issue miniseries that is going to tell the story of what would have happened if Paul Reiser's character Carter Burke survived the events of Aliens, which could be uh, quite the change, considering that the company man had some pretty devilish intent for the aliens. So we'll have to see what will come from that. Uh, Here's the thing. We've been talking for a while now. A lot of fans uh, have been talking about the possibility of getting a what if from some of the other like properties that Disney owns now, Disney and Marvel. Uh, but most people have been talking about like, what if Star Wars seems to be the one that a lot of people have been talking about. We've gotten some sort of alternate stories of Star Wars in the past, but we've yet to get any real like alternate aliens. So for me, this is exceptionally exciting, not just because I am like I'm chomping at the bit for anything aliens related uh, as all in the game said in chat. Can't wait for the Noah Hawley's aliens show. I'm all, I'm all for that. I'm all for Fede Alvarez's alien film. I'm super excited for all of that. Yeah. There's the, there's a comment right there. I am super stoked for pretty much anything alien related. So giving us the comics is going to be great. And Marvel has been absolutely killing it with the aliens comics. Uh, Maggie, I know that you're not a big alien fan, so I'm not going to ask you your opinion on on what if aliens. But if there was a a property like owned by owned by Disney, published by Marvel, doesn't matter any any property out there that you would love to see an alternate what if treatment for, what would it be? <laughs> what if Ben Solo actually got to live? Okay, you really uh, go straight into that. That is the only thing I want. And look, I'm still holding out hope that he'll come back. Fingers crossed. I'll, I live in internal hope, internal, eternal. Yeah. The hope is internal. The feelings are eternal. Uh, but yeah, that would be a what if for me, but to be perfectly honest, the what if that I would love to see in star Wars is what if we actually got the expanded universe and Jason and Jaina and Anakin were real and Luke and Mara Jade had been like, yeah, that's, that is what I would like to see as a what if. And I would like to see that in an animated thing, but you know, I am already on record saying i think that john is frozen for me uh but i am on record saying that um i think that star wars visions is already kind of what if so i don't know if i should keep talking am i frozen is john frozen who's frozen here adam voice of god Is, is john back I I can can hear you. Yep, you were frozen. I'm very glad that I was filling the dead air. But yeah, Star Wars (laughs) Visions to me is already what if, and I love it. And I want to see that continue for many, many more seasons because what I think the Marvel what if hasn't done as well as Visions and like exploring different avenues and different corners of the universe is that 
it's all one style of animation. And that's what I really loved about Star Wars Visions is that we have seen animation from around the world and seen the way that they have taken these stories and found ways to adapt them to stories that fit their cultures and their lived experiences. And I think that's something that I would like to see more into What If, like more animation styles, more studios getting to play with that world. So I could get on board for that. Yeah. That's my, that's my vision to be fairly <laughs> penny. Uh, apologies for the little bit of internet eruption uh, or interruption. The weather here is uh, has decided to not be great today. Uh, so that is what I have to deal with. I didn't think that it was going to be as big of a deal, but here we are. Hopefully we don't have another hiccup. At least you froze uh, in a good position. You were just like. Oh, was it my good side or was it my yeah, bad side? Which was, one was there, it? Yeah. There you go. That's yep. That's my that's my bad side. Okay, well, you showed the world. <laughs> oh well. Uh just four weeks away from the FX Shogun show. I am like weirdly excited for that show. I didn't yeah. think that I was gonna be as excited for it as I am because like normally I don't I'll be honest with you, I don't really pay attention to FX all that much but i'm definitely here for it so i will be for sure checking that out i'm definitely an old school like fx fan i i mean that was the network that had so many good you know shows big fan up. of the shield <laughs> i mean i did watch the shield yeah i like procedurals so i did grow up watching that and that was also where all like my favorite reruns were that's where like the castle reruns were like the charmed reruns that was that was my childhood but i will say they are putting a lot of really good money into shogun because if you go to la there's billboards everywhere. Oh, yeah. There's on everything. There's like TV spots on every like ad service that you can. Yeah. It's like every every other ad that I get on like TikTok or Twitter. Yeah. Is Shogun. So which makes me really hopeful that I mean, I think that's that's what that series deserves. So definitely. That was a little bit of a tangent, but I'm <laughs> certainly here for it. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Uh, all right, let's move on to our next topic, which is Despicable Me 4 got a trailer finally. Uh, and let's talk about this trailer a little bit. Did you watch it? I, I did, unfortunately. So you a big Despicable guy? Did you show up? Uh, mm, not, not so much. Here's the thing. I think as far as kids' movies go, the first Despicable Me is definitely solid. Like, I am, I believe that that is... I'm a firm believer that kids deserve good movies too. Like we shouldn't like dumb down movies for kids. We shouldn't expect kids movies to be like lower quality or be okay with kids movies being lower quality. And I feel like despicable me, the original did a fantastic job of being just a genuinely good movie. In addition to a genuinely good kids movie, the, the other films, mm, I haven't been as on board for, especially the minions ones, mostly just because minions uh but you know i do think that the i do think the film looks like it's going to be a it's going to be at least fun what are your thoughts on it uh i mean my only thought is the fact that Gru has a child which is 
<laughs> leads to some interesting avenues of thought, which <laughs> everybody was immediately thinking about on Twitter, which was like the funniest thing. You're also um, on a very weird part of Twitter. <laughs> it is an incredibly normal part of Twitter. Um, it is a very normal part of Twitter. Thank you very much. Because uh, we interact so much, <laughs> I now am being dragged onto certain parts of Twitter. Like I see like your interactions with some people. You are not on a normal part of Twitter. Uh, I, I'm happy. What can I say? Uh, anyways, so... <laughs> I think I am really, um, I don't want to say disenfranchised by the franchise, but I will. Um, because we grew up in the age where minions were the meme of choice for boomers on Facebook. I think they uh, already, or they still are. They still are, but like we were there for the advent of that. Um, so I really cannot take minions seriously. Um, do we do an entire podcast episode about the minions and minions. the rise and fall and. <laughs> god um they're really just minion movies are are good fun for the the humor that you get out of people who actually go to see them so you know keep making them people keep going to see them i think the minions movie where all the like teenage guys went dressed in suits to see it and it was just like swarming the theaters was the funniest bit that i've seen in a long time because they seem to be fairly like respectful and didn't cause too much chaos and trouble or anything at the theaters and Anytime that you get young people who are engaged and interested in like dressing up and going somewhere together and like having that group experience, I'm never going to knock it, even if it's like hilarious to watch. Uh, so long like live. storming Area 51. Yeah, don't do that. That's how you go to federal <laughs> prison for the rest of your life. So let's let's do things where you congregate in legal ways, like seeing movies um and keep the movie theaters alive so you know you're not, a, you're not a big fan you're not a big fan of a whole bunch of people like naruto running through the desert not particularly um <laughs> sorry you said naruto run and all i could think of was the fact that that's how a Asterian runs in Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> His little arms behind him, Naruto running. Uh, that's where my brain went. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> I, I have no emotional investment in Minions or Despicable Me, but if people keep showing up for the movies and making them blockbuster successes and having that shared experience, more power to you and enjoy your little banana guys. I will say there is there are definitely some strong emotions, especially tied to the Minions. For instance, Sam Red and Chad is saying uh, the Minions movie is when I stopped with the franchise. That movie <laughs> broke me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm not laughing at your expense. I just love the image. I am. That's funny. <laughs> well, that's why it's unfortunate. Despicable you. That's funny. <laughs> you despicable you. Uh, that is funny. I think to be broken by a Minions movie is to be made whole. I mean, welcome to the resistance, brother. Uh, <laughs> I don't recommend sparkling water applied directly to your brain. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just, I'm over here killing Maggie with my humor. Uh, Steve in chat asked, did you see the new Ghostbusters trailer? Here's the thing. I almost actually changed this topic to talking about the Ghostbusters trailer instead. Do you, do you want, this experience. <laughs> did you did you watch the new Ghostbusters trailer? The do, new I Frozen in, trailer? do I work what? in news? I mean, yes, but that doesn't mean that you specifically watch everything. In this case, I did. Um, 
it was okay. I wasn't super impressed by this trailer. I thought it was not as engaging as the first trailer. And I think it might just be the way it was cut. It was cut very weird. Um, and I was also confused because obviously Despicable Me came out yesterday because the trailer leaked online. That was supposed to be coming out at the Super Bowl. Uh, and I thought the Ghostbusters one was supposed to come out for the Super Bowl too. So it made me wonder if this was like a rushed cut because something had leaked. Um, so I have a lot of questions. I didn't think it was a super well-cut trailer, uh, but I don't think that's really any mark of how good the movie's going to be. I think it was just less less impressive than it could have been because the last couple stuff they've dropped have been exciting. And this one was just kind of very gray and bleak and not engaging in the way the past ones were. I will say I am very much on board with this film, like 100%. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see it. This trailer wasn't going to sell me one way or the other. No. Um, but I do I do agree with you that it wasn't as good of a trailer. Like something like it wasn't as funny. The beats weren't hitting as as like well as I, I felt like they needed to. Um, but I'm not going to complain about seeing more footage from this film. So to me, yeah. that's really that's really what it was. Is just I'm like just here for Slimer. I'm like that's what I'm here for. I kind of I kind of figured that you would be I a love big Slimer. Slimer, big big Slimer gal, big Slimer gal, <laughs> big Slimer gal energy over here. I don't know what that says about you, um, and I'm not going to deign to deign to try to imagine what that says about you. But anyways, yeah, big Slimer energy, <laughs> big Slimer energy. <laughs> Anyways, enough with movie trailers. Let's wrap up this show by talking about the box offices last weekend, uh, which I've, I put last in this episode because, to be honest with you, the box office this weekend wasn't anything super exciting. But I definitely do feel like we at the very least need to need to talk about it. Uh, Mike Joyce asking, where's Sigourney Weaver? It wouldn't surprise me if she's not in the movie. Yeah, uh, Sigourney's got other stuff going on. She's busy compared to the rest of the cast. She's probably the most busy one. Uh, okay. So talking about the box office, let's get into this. Uh, domestically, the beekeeper was still on top, but just barely with 7.4 million coming in hot on its heels with mean girls with 7.3 million, which actually beat it uh, globally. I believe uh, Wonka is still holding on into the top five with 5.9 million domestically. Migration also still just holding on with 5.2 million and anyone but you continuing to, uh, surprise basically everybody who thought that movie wasn't going to do any numbers at all, pulling in 4.8 million. Uh, yeah, as I said, nothing super exciting. We didn't have any major releases this weekend, no major debuts. So it, the box office right now is doing pretty much exactly what we kind of expected it to do. Uh, all in the game says great to see the Oscar nominated Godzilla minus one minus color get a, uh, theater expansion for a $2.6 million ninth weekend, $55 million domestic and $102.6 million worldwide on a reported $15 million budget. That is, that is a man trying to do my job, uh, man or woman or whatever, whatever you are all in the game. Uh, Guy, gal, non-binary pal, uh, trying to do my job for me. But yes, that is true. Godzilla minus one minus color. Uh, it's actually my Godzilla minus one without color, but I refuse to call it that. It is minus color because that just it just flows so much better. That's what they're also calling it in some of the marketing stuff. So it's definitely color. Are they? Because yeah. I've only seen without color. Yeah, the like, uh, there was a toy that dropped last week that's to tie in with it, and they were calling it minus one minus color. Love it. I I need to go watch that. Uh, I, heard I think it that, different. 
I obviously think, it's in black and white but i've heard yeah. that like the cinematography looks different in black and white than it yeah does. they they didn't just like turn the saturation down to zero and like they they went in and they retouched some spots and it's like a it's a updated edit um i need to go watch it although sadly for me the nearest theater i think that is showing it i think is seattle so I have to do like a two hour drive to go watch it. That's one of the downsides of living like in a like medium sized town in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I've significantly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you know the pain. We were talking about this before the show. Um, so, yeah. So Maggie, how do you think that uh, the box office is going to pan out for the rest of these movies for the rest of the run? Do you think they're going to continue to sort of sit where they're at you know, trending, or do you think that any of the releases that we have coming up within the next few weeks, we've got stuff like Lisa Frankenstein's coming out and films like that coming out. Do you think they are just going to absolutely just crush these movies? Or do you I, think that I, the box I office is say I hope so. I can't, my thoughts on Lisa Frankenstein are embargoed for a few more days, but I really, really hope with that movie coming out right, right before Valentine's day, that we're going to see that skyrocket. I wouldn't be surprised if mean girls also skyrockets. It's a fairly like safe date movie. Um, I'd say Argyle is anybody's guess at this point. Um, Matthew Vaughn's movies tend to have like a questionable track record in the box office. So like, it's really anybody's guess. I want to hope that that will also benefit from Valentine's day. That's as he's marketed at a really safe date movie. That was like his whole intention of that. Uh, so hopefully people, you know, partake in that. Um, but I do think Wonka is going to start dropping off. Migration is going to start dropping off simply because it's going to start being reduced in how many screens, um, across the country and, and the world. Um, you know, Oppenheimer is getting ready to get the release over in Japan. I think we'll see that not necessarily re-enter at like the same scale as it was when it was here domestically. Um, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised to see that pop back up into the top five, top 10. Um, and that might give it its final push over the 1 billion point because it's been like it's sitting right there and driving everybody crazy on that same note. So Barbie is getting a limited re-release. All the best pictures are. So. Yeah. But do you think that Barbie is going to also push into the top five? I'm not sure. I I'm not sure. We will just have to wait. We will and have see. to see on that one. But I will say, I am really excited to see people on Twitter talking about films like Anatomy of a Fall and The Zone of Interest having like sold out screenings and in areas that you might not expect them to have, you know, sold out screenings. Uh, that makes me really happy. You know, you have like past lives and these three films that are in um, mostly in foreign languages and seeing them as best picture nominations has now pushed a lot of people to see it because sure, even if they had just been nominated as like best international films or something like that for anatomy of a fall and um, the zone of interest, a lot of people don't go see those films when they're re-released and they usually don't get the same kind of wide release that best picture noms get. So I'm really excited that people are going and experiencing foreign films um, and, you know, experiencing stories that they otherwise maybe would have watched on an airplane in, you know, a year. So for sure. Point is the uh, uh, the box office is going to be in a weird state probably for the next month. So we're going to be paying attention to that. We're going to be tracking those numbers and seeing how things play out on the game. Once again, says be interesting to see Oppenheimer's reception in Japan. Honestly, that is one that I I am very like because of culturally. Yeah. What Oppenheimer means, obviously, culturally, historically, it is going to be really interesting to see how that is perceived and how it does. Um, 
So I am curious, not only just on the numbers front, but also just, you know, from a cultural standpoint, what is the discussion going to be like around that film? I think is going to be an interesting one to go into, but that is all that we have today for our show. That is where we are going to wrap things up. Normally I would throw to Maggie to do her like spiel about Megacon, but we've already done that. So instead I'll just, uh, I'll just toss this out there. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, which I hope you did, <laughs> feel free to uh, follow us, subscribe to us, like this episode, whatever it is on whatever platform you are consuming this media on, whatever it is. Things like that really, really help out. Um, and uh, yeah, we will be back tomorrow at the same time. I will not be back. <laughs> uh, Maggie will not be back. Actually, am I back tomorrow? Or is it Perry? I believe it's you and Perry, I believe. Uh, but I am off until next week. You will not. This is the last time you will see me for a few days. But oh, you, know, wow. not, you can find my thoughts on Argyle on Wednesday. There's going to be some there's going to be some great stuff. As we said at the top of the show, if you're going to be at MegaCon, if you see Maggie, say hello. She is very friendly. She doesn't bite. Only on Thursdays. Only on Thursdays. Only so just don't Thursday. don't talk to her on Thursday. <laughs> not hard to do <laughs> yes, anyways you get it follow <laughs> me for the karen page updates <laughs> ah there's the shirt <laughs> <laughs> i did see i did see you had quite the uh quite the the Sorry, run on twitter <laughs> about about karen page look i am against set pictures and leaks from sets i don't want to see it except for daredevil daredevil has always been the exception like i said last week i knew we were mere days away from seeing pictures of karen page on set i was right i don't care i don't care about spoilers sorry if you follow me it's just going to be anytime karen page or frank castle shows up it's going to be on my timeline so yeah go ahead follow her if you want to see that i suppose (laughs) and follow me if you want to see like uh jackass responses to something that maggie said because that's most of the time what i do (laughs) anyways we'll see you next time i hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and uh take it easy hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.